Welcome to your online coffee break, where we discuss bite-sized topics that inspire, educate, and entertain. Here's your host, a software innovator, award-winning marketer, and astronomy and space buff, Chuck Fields. Hello, thanks for joining us today for your online coffee break. Today, I am so excited to welcome to our show, Mr. John Schneider. You may remember John as Bo Duke on the Dukes of Hazard. We're going to talk about that today, but we're also going to talk about his new movie that's coming out called The Favorite, as well as some of his new music. John currently embarked on a wonderful project called Odyssey, where he's releasing one song each week. Welcome to the program, John. Well, thank you, Chuck. I appreciate you having me here. This is cool. Now, John, you won the role of Bo Duke when you were 17. I love hearing the story of how you sort of auditioned for that. Can you, you mind describing that? Well, I heard, actually, I was 18. Clear that up. I don't know how, I get younger. I get younger with that. As I get older, as I get older, the story gets younger. Sure. I think people want me to have been, uh, have been illegal. Oh, okay. You know, underage. <laughs> that explains oh, it. Was underage. <laughs> well, I was 18, but I was barely 18. I, I turned 18 in, uh, in April of, my gosh, 1978. And then the auditions for Dukes, the first set of auditions were in, um, uh, end of September or very early October. Mm-hmm. But I had heard that they wanted, uh, and I'm from New York, so I, I was 18 and from New York. That's right. important. Two mm-hmm. important things. So I heard that they wanted, they were only looking for people between the ages of 24 and 30 who were from farms or basically backwoods, rural Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I went and I borrowed a pickup truck. I drove a Triumph TR6 at the time. So I borrowed a pickup truck to get the feel. I was working in a cabaret like nightclub not a cabaret in a in a the worst <laughs> sense it was a like a dinner theater okay doing music so i was like fully into good old-fashioned show business singing songs dancing and uh, i went in and i told them i was uh, i was 24 from snailville georgia and i worked <laughs> on a farm nice i also told them that i had uh, i had just come in number one in the Georgia School of High Performance Driving, and that didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) And I brought in a, uh, to kind of put the icing on the cake, I had a torn up Budman t-shirt, which I think probably was foreshadowing of me being Jonathan Kent years later. Ah, So I had the Budman with the the cape, and I brought in a six-pack of Patch Blue Ribbon beer (laughs) and drank one on the couch in the waiting room. So you really got into character, didn't you? <laughs> you know, I did, and, and I didn't. I, I still believe that you don't have the old adage, you do not have a second chance to make a first impression. So true. So my theory at, in that audition, I've done it a couple other times, but my theory in that audition was once I read it, I thought, well, this is me. They've been following me around, and I'm, this was just written for me. This right. is, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't go in there and tell them about what a what a great actor I am and talk about singing and dancing and all that. I just have to go in there and give them Bo Duke, period. So that at least in somebody's mind, Bo Duke had just walked in the room and my God, our search is over. And as it turns out, that was the case with one of the producers in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I had to go, they, I got this great call. I got the call that I was being sent to Burbank, to California, to Hollywood to go screen test for the Dukes of Hazard after the after those first two auditions. History has also made it so kind of I walked in the room and they gave me the part. Well, no, I walked in the room and 
I did that audition and they had, I did a callback where they wanted to see me read again. So I came back again. And that time I didn't have the beer, but I still was <laughs> pretending to be the guy. And then there was flying to California and I was supposed to be there three days. And I was there for five weeks auditioning and, and rehearsing with different people every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of the week. So it took a little over a month from hello to you got the part. And uh, my God, what a great time. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, your hard work definitely paid off. Well, yeah, you've got to plan your work and work your plan. And you've just, you've got to. What What about when the series took off? What do you think of that? Did you expect that? Was it? Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Yeah, absolutely. You don't, you don't. Here's another lesson. Don't ever expect or settle for mediocrity. I like that too. You know, you don't get involved in something to have it be okay. Or why would you be involved? You know, you get involved with something to have it be the very best. You don't play football so you can be one of many people who play football. You be, you play football so you can have your picture on a football card somewhere. Is there any experience from the Dukes of Hazzard any, that you'd like to share? My greatest memories of Dukes were the, the friendship that all of us on the show had and still have. Uh, my most vivid memories of Dukes are sitting and talking with Denver Pyle, who was Uncle Jesse and, and uh getting uh, life advice from him and enjoying that camaraderie. Really appreciate your role and, and the rest of the cast. During the series, you went on to create some really fantastic music. In fact, you had several number one hits, and your album, A Memory Like You, debuted at number one, I believe. It got to number one. Yeah, wasn't that amazing? Yeah. The music started for me uh, long before Dukes, and it's one of the things that Tom Wopat and I have so much in common, and I think why we're instantly great friends actually did a couple of things before Dukes of Hazard, believe it or not. But mm -hmm. when I was 14, I did a an album called It's Now or Never and covered the Elvis Presley cover of the Mario Lanza, O Solo Mio. Great song. So I covered a cover and, uh, <laughs> and had a whole album there. And the uh, Robbie Porter, who produced Air Supply, was the producer on that record. And it was, it was great. I released two singles off that record. One was It's Now or Never. And I think the other one was Them Good Old Boys Are Bad rolling right along with the Dukes of Hazard theme. Right. And It's Now or Never got to number three, I believe, in R&R, Radio and Records, and Billboard, and is still, to this day, the top-charting Elvis cover of all time. Wow. So that was not country music yet. Right. And i am always loved country music because they have great stories. It's a complete story in, in three minutes. So I changed my my approach to music because of these songs and that got the ear of a producer named jimmy bowen at mca and he talked to scotty brothers and took me away from scotty brothers and cbs and then i found myself on mca with jimmy bowen doing country music and that was right as dukes was being we were in our last season so the first album i did was called too good to stop now and the first single off that album is called I've Been Around Enough to Know. And just as, I wish I could say I planned this, but just <laughs> as we were finishing with Dukes of Hazard, the last episode I wrote and directed, it's called Opening Night at the Boar's Nest. Just as that was over, I've Been Around Enough to Know went number one. Wow. <laughs> Good timing. It was amazing. Yep. Great timing. We released we did two albums a year and released two singles per album. So it was four singles a year. The second single called Country Girls went number one. You're on a more ambitious project now with your 52-song project called Odyssey. Holy mackerel, yeah. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about what inspired that? 
Well, I had been out of country music for or music at all for a long time, decades, and felt that I needed to make up for lost time. When Alicia inspired me after our second flood of 2016, mm -hmm. she noticed that whenever I got slightly off my game or slightly depressed or anything less than enthusiastic, I would pick up a guitar. Mm -hmm. And she said, why, why do you do that? And I said, well, you know, it makes me uh, I feel better when I play on the guitar. And she said, well, then why do you ever put it down? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So uh, from that came the first album we did together, which is called Ruffled Skirts. And that's all about the experiences of those floods in 2016. Mm -hmm. Then we decided uh, through a, a mutual friend of ours in Baton Rouge, uh, he was going to do a benefit for Waylon Jennings Diabetes Foundation on the first day of National Diabetes Month back in 2017. Mm hmm. So we went from one song for Wayland's Diabetes Foundation, which is great, and everybody you can catch that on CD Baby or Amazon or any, any of the places. But we turned that into one song a week. We have cut, mixed, and mastered 34 of them so far. Uh, I go back the second week in July, and we do the final 18 of the Odyssey Project. All those songs have been picked out. I listen to them now every day so that when I get into the studio, it won't be difficult to do. We can just move on with the creative part. And uh, I believe that I'll be the first artist ever to release 52 singles in one year. John, I've been really impressed. If I can, just a couple of the songs that I've been listening to recently, you released the song Trophy. He's got a new trophy. It ain't up on his wall. She's got beautiful eyes and stands about five, but eight inches tall. Pretty blonde hair and a whole lot upstairs, and her waist is curvy and small. He's got a new trophy, it ain't up on his wall. I love this. He's got a new trophy. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's got that sort of tropical, if I can say Jimmy Buffett feel to it. Well, you know why? That was written by uh, Paul Overstreet. Ah, okay. And Paul Overstreet has written so many songs he wrote, Forever and Ever. Yeah. And, and uh, also, most recently, I think, Paul's biggest hit lately is Blake Shelton's Some Beach, Somewhere, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to miss with a writer like Paul Overstreet. And we have Chuck Cannon in there. Chuck Cannon wrote, I love the way she loves me, and how do you like me now, and American Soldier. and Well, with a name like Chuck, he can't go wrong either, so. Exactly. You know, all, all people named Chuck are just at the top of their game always. Of course. <laughs> Once another song I loved that really just hit me is the Can I Buy You a Beer? I saw the flag on your shoulder Saw the stripes up there on your sleeve So I just had to come over Make sure you know your next round is on me It's the least I can do A humble salute Of my gratitude For your sacrifice Laying it on the line You're always in my heart And in my place So can I buy you a beer? Isn't that great? What I loved about that is about 10 years ago, I was fortunate enough to be in a bar in Hawaii, and these two young Marines, literally half my age, came in, 
And of course, I felt like, hey, can I buy you a beer? And I wish I could say I bought them a nice manly beer, but we ended up getting him some foo-foo big blue fishpole drink. It wasn't a Mai Tai. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I just felt so thankful. Like, how can I thank our servicemen and women? And he came up with, can I buy you a beer? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not difficult. If you're in a restaurant and you see a serviceman or woman over there and, and, uh, or a fireman, mm-hmm. a first responder, a uh, police officer, if you can't quietly buy their meal, if you don't have the wherewithal to buy their meal, put, put some money to tell the waitress, say, look, here's, here's 20 bucks toward that table. And they don't even have to know it, right? It can be like, it's, it's, it'd be an, a wonderful surprise for them to know that somebody noticed and wanted to say thank you. Because I say thank you for your service, you know, but I think we've, we've been doing that now for so long, it's almost by rote. It almost just kind of comes out like, good morning, how are you? I'm fine. So uh, what I love about Can I Buy You a Beer, it's a song written about a new way to say thank you. Can I buy you a beer or two? It's the least I can do, a humble salute of my gratitude for your sacrifice. What a great lyric. It is. So I'm so proud to have done that song. The video is fantastic. Uh, We had a lot of people watching it and sharing it. And by the way, folks, go to John Schneider Studios on Facebook and find that video and share it. Share that video. It is an amazing video. I tell you, I mean, just seeing that, it just, like I said, it just brought back my memories of that. I'm so glad. So glad. You know, music is supposed to be something more than just noise in the background. Music, like I said, I love country music because it has stories, but music should be should be something in your life that makes you think and then makes you respond, whether it's with laughter, some beach somewhere, got a new trophy, or with an action, buying somebody a beer, or with uh, with a tear. Heaven Help Me, we've got a song called Heaven Help Me. That If you can stay dry-eyed during Heaven Help Me, then you're a far more calloused human being than I am. <laughs> <laughs> one more song that I, I did want to recommend that I love. It's one of my favorite activities when I have some free time. It's called Fish. Little food for your soul when you're in the river. Fish when you're in the desert. Drink when you're in the deep south. Eat grits. No matter what you think when you're in the woods. Hunt when you're on the fourth down. Hunt when you're in the delta. Sing the blues when you're in the hoochie coochie coo. It all boils down to this. When you're in the river, fish. <laughs> now, I know it's, it's about more than fishing. It goes a little bit deeper than that. It goes much deeper, yeah. Fish is, uh, on the surface, it's about fishing. When you're in a river, fish. When you're in the woods, hunt. When you're in the deep south, eat grits. Mm-hmm. When you're in a good book, read. When you're in a fast car, speed. When you're in the in the delta, sing the blues. But for me, what fish is... Because it starts out, it says life, it's hard to figure out. It's kind of squirrely from time to time, no doubt. Mm-hmm. We have a tendency to, uh, in, my, in my day, it was be in the moment, live in the moment, be where you are. Nowadays, when you are in a river, when you're fishing, don't check your email. <laughs> when you're in a conversation with somebody, don't text somebody else. Don't diminish where you are or who you are with by being a one of these victims of technology where you, you feel you have to be part of some global conversation at the expense of the one you're having. So true. That's what that song is to me. 
And I, I'm, I can imagine, I'm, I'm not a pastor, but I can imagine, or sometimes I'm a public speaker, and when I'm a public speaker and I look out and I see somebody on their phone, I'm thinking, well, you better you better be texting somebody what an amazing public speaker you're listening to right <laughs> now, or I'm going to break that thing over your head. <laughs> that is such a good point. Oh, we need to put those cell phones down and just appreciate the here and now, the people in front of us. Absolutely. You, you look at people everywhere, they're on their cell phones ignoring the people they're with well they should be listening to your songs and odyssey is an amazing project but in addition to your incredible music i believe you're starring in the movie the uh, favorite which will be released later this year can you tell us a little bit more about that favorite is a, uh, a cool movie we shot down in florida and in this case there's a son that's always felt like the other son was the favorite there's a tragic accident in it there's, there's some mma a bunch of mma it's really a very well-rounded film there's a lot in it Mm -hmm. But at its core is a young man who is very angry and bitter because his brother was always the favorite. As the artichoke of life gets peeled, he realizes that that was really incorrect. And he starts remembering things about what well, he sees a videotape and dad is just as attentive to him as he is to his brother. And he realizes that the little boxing gloves that are hanging up on dad's wall in the shop were his and dad has kept these this whole time. It's a very ambitious, very interesting look at really kind of selfishness and how it's important to step back from your situation and try to see it. What do they used to say? They, I'm sure they still say it somewhere. Walk a mile and walk a mile in my shoes. Right. And I think it's, I think it's pretty fantastic. It's got great action in it with regard to the MMA fighting and stuff that, that we did. It will be pleasing to parents because parents i think will go okay well i guess maybe they will come around <laughs> <laughs> and it, i think it could be eye-opening for uh, it's hard to, to open a teenager's eyes i mean let's face it they're just kind of slammed shut but when you get to you get to your 20s your mid-20s i think you may be open for a little bit a little deeper thought and then this movie will be for you so uh, I'm very proud of it. Great film, wonderful family down there that did it. It's a family affair. Well, the trailer for the favorite looks looks incredible. I saw that; it's just very powerful. And I'm seeing you yes. play the father, and it just looks fantastic. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. I think you'll like it. I think so too, John. I just want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, it's been fantastic just following your career. I think you've done an amazing uh, job of just impacting us in so so many ways. Thank you so much for taking the time today to join us. Chuck, you are welcome. And folks, hey, if you want to hear some of this music, you can get it on Spotify. You can also go to johnschneiderstudios.com and pre-order the first two CDs of the Odyssey Project. There will be five when it's all said and done, but we just uh, we have pre-order available for the first two. Get the playlist on Spotify. It's terrific. There are 20 songs on the uh, the two playlists on Spotify, and it's great. It's, uh, it's a great way to get introduced to the Odyssey, which, you know, is a journey. It's a journey I'm, I'm going on, and I'll take you with me if you want. So come on along. Online Coffee Break. Wow, I'm so impressed by John's amazing career, and I'm loving his new music. Please check it out at his website, johnschneiderstudios.com. We'd love to hear what you thought about his new music, as well as any favorite memories you have of the Dukes of Hazard. Please leave us a comment at onlinecoffeebreak.com or on facebook.com forward slash online coffee break. Thank you so much for joining us today. See you next time. God bless.
I'm a good old boy. You know the network loves me. <laughs> But they don't understand how we kept loyal fans all these years on TV. No, they don't understand how we kept loyal fans all these years on TV. 